and welcome guys to the MMOs.com podcast, episode 131, last of the year. I'm joined this week by... Omer. There it is. And this is this is the last podcast of the year. I actually didn't think about that till just now. Uh, next week, uh, Monday, Tuesday will be January first, right? Yeah. So you will be you will be with us on the first, uh, the last podcast of the year, and on the first day, no, the second day of the new year. The, the second, second day. You fooled me. We need some. Uh, we need some New Year's resolutions as well. Maybe we should have made, maybe we should have made a weekly rate about MMO resolutions. What are your MMO resolutions? MMO solutions. MMO solutions. All right. Anyway, take take it. All right. My well, my resolution is going to be 4K, because I have a 4K monitor. Just want to brag about that for a minute. So how is that a resolution? What? Oh, shut the fuck up. You pulled a. Yeah, I got you. You got me. You got me with that really bad pun because I thought your resolution. Whatever. What are you talking about? What is? How'd you find I don't know. This modern resolution and I don't know. That's some real baka business. All right, all right, all right. Well, let's go with the weekly rate here. So, which 2018 MMOs are you most excited for? 2017, as you all know, has been a pretty good year for gaming. I think the best in a while. You know, I'm I'm always kind of a cynic, but 2017 has been good to me. I gotta say. We saw a huge, huge new game, rocket all the way to the top, PUBG, beautiful game. I've, I've seen very few people who don't like it. And I've seen a lot of people who do like it from very broad um, cross-sections. P- uh, a lot of console gamers, but I know, bought PCs for the first time to play PUBG. I know a lot of hardcore gamers that like PUBG, and everyone in between. Everyone's loving PUBG. Biggest game on Steam, great year for gaming. Uh, a lot of older games, got a lot of love. Path of Exile, huge update. Warframe, huge update. Uh, Warframe might actually become an MMORPG, so people keep, uh, so people can stop saying it's not an MMO, all right? Because it keeps now it's adding more persistent, you know, hub world. Hopefully, we're gonna mm-hmm. keep going. Big p- update for uh, Final Fantasy XIV with the expansion. I know you've been all over that this year. Mm-hmm. So I think we can all agree it's been a pretty good year for uh, gaming. Oh, definitely. Plus, that that, not, that doesn't even count all this shit that happened on Switch and whatnot. So I mean, obviously, I'm talking about PC here. All right, we're talking about PC gaming. But Warframe has been huge. Final Fantasy XIV has been huge. ESO has been pretty big. There's been a lot of good stuff happening this year. Obviously, a lot of games are shut down as well. But uh, you know, we gotta be a little more optimistic once in a while. You know, I think we were a bit too a uh, bit, bit too cynical uh, on the podcast. And I think maybe maybe my New Year my MO resolution for next year will be a, be a little more optimistic because I think for the most part we're both a little bit pessimistic. And I guess maybe I started my own uh, resolution last, uh, last podcast talking about you know MOs aren't dead in the West and people are all wrong about the numbers. So. Maybe we'll continue that theme into uh, into 2018. All right, let's make it. Let's make it. Let's start the year with optimism. All right. Mm-hmm. We can we can slide into cynicism as it goes, but let's we should start with, you know, spirits high. Yeah, that's fair. And, uh, with that, let's let's get right to it then. So what 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 are you guys excited for in 2018? I listed a whole bunch of games that were announced uh, that are coming out in 2018. We got old games like uh, Shadow of the Avatar, which has been playable for like three years now. Mm-hmm. It'll finally get a release in 2018. Uh, we also have a lot of new games that were just announced, like uh, Air, uh, Ascent Infinite Realm. This game was just announced, like I think, like a month or two ago, right? Mm-hmm. And they already said they're going to be ready to go first half of 2018. And a lot of people I know are shocked by that, and they don't believe it. But uh, I, I have faith. I have faith. So I think we're going to see Air. Um, we're gonna, I think we're going to see Bless Online coming here, too, on Steam. Mm-hmm. So those two Korean uh, fantasy games are going to battle it out for uh, market share. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of other Kickstarter, crowdfunding kind of games. We'll hopefully see the light of day. Twenty eighteen, Crowfall is one. Crowfall put a little bit of a line in the sand. They said we're gonna have something out for sure in twenty eighteen, and they they said they don't like talk about release dates. But as a twenty eighteen, something's gonna you know Crowfall will be out in some in one phase or another. So that's definitely happening as well. 
Yep. And uh, what's even more fun, I think, is a lot of veteran uh, MMO gamers out there like us, we have a lot to look forward to in terms of nostalgia for next year as well. Both Ultima Online and Dark Age of Camelot have announced official free-to-play versions in 2018. Now, both of these have plenty of private servers already, but you know there's something to be said about the official version. Uh, both are going to be kind of restricted. Like, you know, you can only have one character slot and you can't use the bank in either of them. But both should be playable in 2018. Um, no date on the World of Warcraft official classic server yet. But if we're lucky, hopefully we'll get that in 2018 as well. I think it's a very likely 2018 release. I don't think it's big enough to really push back. Plus, we have the expansion for WoW coming out, the uh, Battle for Azeroth. And they'll probably come out probably shortly after. I mean, they don't want to take their own thunder away from selling copies of uh, Battle for Azeroth. So I think after that rolls out, we'll probably get something concrete on, on Classic WoW. You know what they should do? They should be really scummy. And 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 lock the access to the classic WoW server behind the new expansion, so you can't just buy the five dollar version and then play classic. You know, classic is only available if you buy um, the latest expansion and everything before it. <laughs> Honestly, th- that actually might happen. Yeah, like, they I want think. to sell copies of their game and they want subscriptions anyway. So why not just bundle it with that? So no, that might be a thing. So once we hear, you know, we don't have a release date for. Uh, uh, Battle for Azeroth, either. So they might they might come together. You never know. Uh, I mean, if I was if I was the accountant or CFO, that's what I'd suggest. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what game I'm personally, you, yeah, yeah. Give, give me give me your game of the 2018. What are you excited for? I'm, I'm, I mean, Ascent Infinite Realm is kind of nebulous. I didn't I didn't play it yet, so it's hard. for me like it looks cool, but I'm excited for Bless a bit more because I, I played Bless and, and I think the game is really fun and I wanted to play it more, but it was literally unplayable. When it's available in you know in, in Korea and Russia because it was so poorly optimized, so I'm excited to actually get my hands on that and hopefully a playable version doesn't just crash every once in a while. Another game I'm excited for, which is unfortunately not on this list because it's not a concrete release for 2018, uh, Peria Chronicles. There's something about <laughs> Peria Chronicles which kind of still has me you know excited. You know we saw the trailers, we saw the videos, we saw some of the design philosophy about I guess user created content, and you know no no one's actually played the game, but it, it seems the most interesting. You know it. It seems like a game that's actually trying to do something a bit different. So that's a game that's you know on my radar, but unfortunately, it's it's not it's not going to be a 2018 release. Or if it is a 2018 release, it might even end up being a more generic game. But their initial vision w- 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 was different enough. But beyond that, I'm definitely looking forward to the for Bless. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, I don't think that level of optimism is warranted. Sadly. <laughs> um, so why don't we take a moment to actually talk about some of the games we lost this year? Um, we all know, well, actually, I never played this game, but I know you had the Marvel Heroes was shut yeah. down. Uh, we lost a, we lost one Infinite Isles. What was it? Sky, Sky Saga? Infinite Isles. Sky right? Saga Infinite Isles, yeah. And, we and, lost Master X Master. Yep. Hero Wars. Uh, was that this year? Oh, man. Time flies. I, 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 know. I feel like I've been, it's been forever since I played Hero Wars. Hero Wars, they said it was coming back. It was one of those games they said, we're going to shut down, and we're going to you know hunker down and change all this shit and relaunch it. I mean, it's weird because a game like Closers has thousand, over 1,000 concurrent players on Steam. And you know, Hero Wars is basically a similar style game. You have the instant dungeons, persistent hubs, uh, more isometric camera angle. And actually, I thought it was buttery smooth as well. I mean, maybe the late game really dries up. I, I, I had fun playing Hero Wars. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, it it didn't seem any worse than a lot of these other games, but it didn't really stand mm-hmm. out to me. I know, I know you uh, were were a bigger fan of it than I was. Mm-hmm. Right, rest in peace, Hero Wars. Rest in peace, uh, Master X Master, and the countless other games that shut down this year. So why don't we make a, uh, another prediction for twenty eighteen? Mm-hmm. Time for some cynicism and pessimism. Oh, fun. All right, it's crawling so, back. 
Yes. What games do you think will shut down in 2018? And I don't want to hear the standard Wildstar. But okay, I want what Wildstar. You know, I'm, Wildstar is not shutting down in 2018. I, I would buy money that the game is, is, is a survivor. We talked oh, about it before. He said oh. it was the cancer victim. This is won't die. So, <laughs> yeah, it's they got they got three days to live, but they keep surviving. So it's definitely that one's definitely gonna keep surviving. Yeah, okay. I'm confident in that one more than anything else now. Oh, Lawbreak is is another easy target uh, for a game that will shut down in 2018. Any any unorthodox games you think will shut down? Hmm. No, I think you know. You would think a lot of shitty, really small, older games like maybe like Soul Saver Online, which is like some bullshit uh, Maple Story clone, was shut down. But like a lot of these games found new life on Steam. Like I, I don't think it costs a lot of money to keep some of these old games up. So I think the games that have a higher cost structure have a much higher chance of closing down, even if they're more popular, which is one of the reasons um, Marvel Heroes shut down, because the game had like thousands of players online at once. Like It wasn't a dead game, right? And it was making some yeah. money, but they had to keep the, the Disney license up, which was very expensive. I mean, on that same vein, DC Universe, I mean, the, the Steam player base has been kind of in decline for a while now. I mean, I don't know how popular it is on, on, on consoles, but if it doesn't have a giant player base on consoles, I don't know if they can afford that license uh, on DC. You, you actually, you read my mind. That was my pick. DC Universe mm-hmm. Online by Daybreak. That's mm-hmm. my uh, prediction for game that will be shut down because the license license will be pulled. Uh, and I mm-hmm. say that because, like you said, it's still got players, but um, the license is pretty hefty. And I know that there's a mobile game in the works by a different studio that's very similar. It's DC Universe RPG on mobile. And it's, mm-hmm. it's still in testing in Korea. But I feel like when they bring that to the West, um, the publisher is going to be like, hey, hey, I don't want competition. You know, why is there, this is confusing. Why are there two of these, right? So they're yeah. going to just yank the uh, license. That's my guess. I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, 658 players concurrent in DC Universe is definitely not bad. Those numbers aren't bad, but I know uh, Marvel Heroes had, had a good check of players as well online on Steam, but it, it, it shut down. And it's it's for that reason. You know, it's not about the player base necessarily. It's about the cost structure as well. I mean, if they have a good player base you know, overall on console and PC, they'll do pretty well. But uh, hopefully, you know, the game stays alive. But you know, I, I don't know. It's really it's really hard to predict these things because some it's it's just so odd when they shut down. Sometimes sometimes they'll last for years and then just 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 crap out and die. Like Davillion is still around, and the player base is definitely not very large in Davillion. <laughs> so like some of these are, are really surprising. They've lasted this long. There's 19 players online Davillion right now. My bad, my bad. 12 players at 24 hour peak of 21, and that's on Steam. And it's really weird because the game launched with 9,300 concurrent players, right? All time peak. And it just absolutely got crushed. I mean, there's still some players on the on the Tryon Zone launcher, but you know, I don't know their cost structure for this game. How does the li- you know how, how does their licensing work with this game? How does the whole process work? You know, it's sometimes a game can survive with like very very few players. We've seen games with tiny player bases last like five ten years because the cost of actually maintaining a server. You know, we talk about the cost. You know, we talked about developing in most in, in last week's uh, episode, and the actual physical cost of keeping a server online is negligible. We're talking like $100 a month, a couple hundred dollars a month for a high-end dedicated rig for one server. And honestly, if, you're, if your player base is like less than 50 players concurrent, you can host that on like a home machine. And if you want to still outsource it, it's like $20 a month. The actual physical bandwidth and hosting cost is nothing. So the only cost is the licensing and the software that you're going to license to run the game. And if that shit's already owned or pirated, it really doesn't cost you that much. And customer support, which is usually non-existent anyway. So... Which is why a lot of the Super Games titles can, can remain up forever. Like Super Games is some of the oldest games that just never seem to shut down. It's like I, I don't know why I don't know why Divine um what's it called D- Divine Souls is still around. Like I, I bet you've never heard of that game. It's nobody plays it. 
but it's like this Vindictus clone or this, you know, Closer's clone with, you know, Instance Dungeon, Prison House. Nobody plays it, but the game's been up forever. And basically, every game on Stupid Games uh, kind of fits this mold. Yeah, we yep. should do a grind fest for, for Divine Souls. Take a look back. Take a look at that game. Real oldie. You know, I, I bet I played this, but it leaves no uh, yes. memory with me. Mm -hmm. All right, let's see what this looks like. You know, there's actually one game. I might take us on a small uh, small rabbit hole over here. But uh, after you look at the trailer for Divine Souls, I mean, the graphics aren't terrible. I remember doing a first look for Whoa, this game ages ago. These aren't horrible graphics? They're not good. They're, like... they're not horrible. Oh, all right, all right. Oh, the all right. video you're looking at, by the way, is probably like 240p because like, they don't know how to use 1080p footage, you know? I guess their resolution for 2018 isn't, isn't very... Uh... No, they have a very <laughs> low resolution for 2018. And look at the text. We got Fighter. You got Slasher. I don't know. Like, if you're designing class names and you, like, you can't think of anything like... You have two melee classes. One's a fighter and one's a slasher. I feel like you gotta go back to the creativity board, you know? Like, slasher? Come on. Like, even swordsman is better than that. And get rid of fighter. Fighter is a generic term anyway. So, I don't know. It, it, it's no good. Uh, speaking of... Uh, well, actually, I don't want to... Do you, you, how did you said you had a rabbit hole to go down? Yeah, go back to the Super Games homepage for a second. Okay. There's a game on there called um, Global Adventures. And I want to I, I ask the audience, have any of you guys heard of a game called Global Adventures up until now? Nope. Not me. Go to their homepage and just check that game out. There should be a video on there. Yep, I'm watching it. And it's actually, um, I actually never heard about this game until like about a month ago. And the only reason I ever heard about Global Adventures is because they emailed us saying, hey, you know, you guys should give out keys for our game. So we have closed beta keys for uh for Global Adventures, but whatever the hell this is, I've never heard about this till now. But like, uh, it's like some adventure action MMO style game. This looks Bit of an so oddball. It looks like... um. An early 3D build for like League of Legends. What? It looks like it, for me. It looked like a really, really ghetto. Like, uh, fuck, what was that game? Uh, the adventure game on on console. Oh my god, I can't believe it's such a well-known title. We have it. Which console? Uh, every fucking major console. What, what what is wrong with me? What 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 did we play it for? We played it for a PS3. Okay. Uh, fuck. Don't worry about it. It's like one of the most well-known, highest-rated games of like the last like few years. On PS3. Yeah, it's like this. This like you want to. No, no, forget it. All It'll right. come to me later. Well, you did mention earlier the the funny names for uh, generic names for classes like uh, fighter mm -hmm. and stuff, and that reminded me. Um, this month we actually got a uh, an update for Ashes of Creation, your favorite uh, Kickstarter MMORPG. And, uh, oh really? Yeah, they actually updated. They actually announced their class system. I don't know if you heard of this actually, but there's going to be 64 classes. That's pretty impressive, right? Yeah, sure. But are are they just copying the mold of uh, the Arc Age, where you can like kind of mix and match certain things between yeah. classes to create this unique class? Yeah. So basically, you uh, I guess when you make your character, you pick a level. You pick a class, right? Then later on, you pick a second class, and the combination of your first and second class picks gives you this like one one you know your class name. So you can be a fighter, a tank, a rogue, ranger, mage, summoner, cleric, or bard. But then when you combine that with you know uh, your second class, you get all these crazy names. Um, some of these are really cringy names, but some of them are pretty cool. Like you can, there's a difference between a uh, arch wizard and a magician. I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure what the difference is, but uh, there you go. <laughs> so which which of these names do you think is is, is your favorite here? We got uh, scryer. Uh, I'm I'm a fan of the keeper. You know, keeper. You keep that shit. That's a keeper. Don't give it to anyone. Or, or Shadow Lord. It's probably the most cringe. It's like you come up with the name Shadow Lord. If you ask like your your like eight year old nephew, like what is the coolest thing you've ever heard, and he'll go like fuck Shadow Lord. 
Yeah, it just sounds really cringe. I, I don't like Shadow Lord. I, I like Duelist. I like Scion. You know, Falconer sounds neat. But like, I don't know. Shadow Lord just sounds pretty cringe to me. Yeah, yeah. Shadow Lord sounds cringe. And there's also Shadow Guardian. That's kind of weird. Some of them are some of them are cool. I like the... Uh, you know what I love? I love bards in uh, RPGs. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I am happy that there's, you know, very many different kinds of uh, minstrels and bards and stuff. So that's fun. <laughs> You know, we, we did say we'd start the year off with more optimism, but I, I have to echo the thoughts of Outspire, who says, who cares? The game's never coming out anyway. Uh, I don't know. This is this is, this, is, this is probably one of my... Both Ashes and Kronk's at Lyria are my least optimistic of the of the crowdfunded really? games. I think, yes. They're, they're the two games I think are least likely to come out in any you know any actually, way they've been promised. I actually wouldn't put them in the same category. I think Ashes Creation might not be the game they're saying. Like, it might not be this amazing... like. Mm-hmm revolutionary game but i think it will come out i think there's going to be some unreal engine 4 world you walk around and kill stuff in like i think i think it's doable i think they actually had their alpha zero friends and family test and i'll I'll play some of the um gameplay from there you know gameplay well i mean no no, they're killing stuff they're walking around and killing stuff i mean it's it's not like you know it's not like uh the best thing since sliced bread but it's it's gameplay right i think this is way further than chronicles for will ever get to be honest I mean, we'll see when they let other people start playing it too. You know, friends and family is literally just a development team, and they're just showing off some curated content. I mean, I think today, like you and I, could load up Unreal Engine and place like some uh, default character models into the game, and just place enemies like in one area, and we can show off like that as a game. And I don't think we saw much beyond that. I mean, they've had some really cool uh, design diaries, right? Where they talk about their philosophy behind the game, right? And that's that's all very fascinating. You know, obviously, you have to do that first, you know. Like you have to go from that and implementing it into a, a functional, coherent game where all that works together and the systems inter- integrate really well. And that's the challenge. And that's going to take years of time. And obviously, you know, you need, you need to know what the hell you're doing. You need to have funding. You need to have the team. And, and, and once we start seeing that, I'll be impressed with the game. But like just, you know, importing character models into a game and walking around there in a certain world. Like if they got other people to do this kind of test and they can say like, oh, there's something here. That's neat. I don't give any credit to... The developer themselves just streaming a video of a just, cur- just showing off just one nugget of content. You know, maybe like nothing else works, but the things they've shown. Maybe, but again, Asher Creation just showing us this after ju- just being announced this year, right? Yeah. Now, so all I'm saying is, don't put it in the same category as Chronicles of Illyria, which is as old as our site at most.com, pretty much. But yeah, and we've still got nothing. You know, like. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think it's apples to oranges right. there. It's yeah. probably not in the same category. Yeah. I agree with you. There's there's definitely more merit to uh, to this game. Plus the guy behind uh, Asher Creation, Mr. Sharif, he's he's made millions on his own. You know, it, it's verifiable. The guy the guy's rich, right? And he, he he's clearly funded this with his own money to a degree. You know, even before he took crowdfunding money. So he's already poured millions, you know, probably at least a million of his own money into it. So he's clearly very passionate as well. You know, he's he's a big MO gamer. He yeah. he played Arcage quite a bit, and even from that that skill tree, it's very much inspired by Arcage. So, but even when you compare, there's more to it. Even if you compare like their like um like discussions, you know, get design discussions in their yeah. studio, right? Just compare more the, realistic. But yes. compare the quality of their like uh office streams compared to Chronicles of Illyria. Like it's like yeah, really, it's not even close. It's like two guys sitting in a room in this really tacky like room. I don't know. Like this is so I do think there's a difference in degree. Um, they yeah. could both be overhyping. Sure, that's that's fair. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but we shall see. Hopefully, 2018. Uh, we'll give us something out of these Kickstarter oh, look, games. Look at this. Alta is optimistic about a crowdfunded More optimistic than me about a crowdfunded game. I'm That's just it, you know, saying. We, are really, uh, we got the Christmas spirit in us today, right? You I'm really just got the, saying we're going to see something. those lights around your, around your little uh, frame over there. The, the festive lights, so. Yeah. No, I mean, this, look, there's a difference between not meeting expectations and just scamming, which I think a lot of Star Citizen and Chronicles of Delaria are pretty much in the 
We have no idea what's going oh, on. We're just taking did you your really, money. Did you really just look past all the all the Zango Fruitju stuff? Like, was that like completely overlooked? I feel that's that is the past of uh, Asher Creations founder is more sketchy than the past of uh, of the guy behind. You know, I'm just judging, Valeria. I'm judging the competency of the teams. But you know, somebody that you told me before, like anyone that's doing ML, um, like yeah. multi-level marketing is like a scammer. Like, yeah. period. If there's no if ends or buts, you know. So like. Uh, so he, so you, all right. He made his money scamming. I, I yes. admit that. Okay. Okay. Now he's pouring that into his passion, which happens to be gaming. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the, I, I'm fully aware of that, and that's uh, that's okay. All right. All right. Uh, keep oh, up. But, and, up. and, oh, and public disclosure, guys, I I don't recommend you give any of these Kickstarter games money. It doesn't mean you shouldn't buy them when they come out and play them, but I don't I don't really see a reason to do it ahead of time. That's that's fair. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you on that for sure. Don't don't give these Kickstarter games money. When they come out, if you support them, they're interesting. Give them a try. Otherwise, stay away. It's it's too risky. It's too risky, and I think a lot of people will get burnt for the for some of the games they've already funded. Oh, there's a there's a common uh, statement. Someone once says Azure Creation is going to be tab targeting. Why even bother? Yo, I still like tab targeting, and a lot of the games we're seeing in 2018 will have tab targeting. I know Bless says they want to be more actiony, but it's going to be tab targeting. Uh, Air is tap targeting, uh, so I don't think we're gonna get away from it quite yet, guys. Sorry to say. I, I, I'm with you on that too. I think, but the thing is, there's been very few MMORPGs that have really done um, like action combat well, in my opinion. You know, I, I, it's so hard to count games like Vindictus, Closers, and Dungeon Fighter Online as action MMORPGs or Soul Worker Online. Yes, they're MMORPGs, they're self-labeled MMORPGs, and they have action combat. But unless, in my mind, it's still like there's a distinction between a game like Closers and a game like um, Blade and Soul and a game like Terra or a Bla uh, Black Desert Online. These three games have action combat and they're in this persistent world. I mean, that's there are so few games like that, like literally so few. And off the top of head, those are the only three I can think of right now. Like, is there any other action MRPGs? So I don't think it's fair to shit on tab targeting when the other alternative is literally three games. Yeah. And, and you know. Black Desert Online is probably the biggest of those. It's been very successful. Like, there's been three games in that genre, in, in this in this vertical. You know, so you can't shit on every other game because of that. And also, I mean, it depends what you want from an MMO, right? Like, if you want one-on-one -on -one combat, I get the action thing, right? Yeah. But like, if you want like a forty-person raid or this open-world raid, you can't really do that with with you know uh, without tap targeting or something a little more slower and tactical. Mm -hmm. But uh, okay, so I wanted to, I wanted to run this whole 1.0 bandwagon. So as we all know, PUBG did mm -hmm. their 1.0 release, and PUBG, besides being a good game, right? I know mm -hmm. it's got hyped a lot. Everyone's talking. I want to grade it as, but just think how competent the team behind it is. But PUBG started in early access this year, right? In, mm -hmm. in March, I believe, and by December they're done. Early access. We entered early access, and we left it the same year. How many games do that? So many games just enter early access and never leave. Like, it doesn't matter. Four or five years. doesn't matter. So I think credit should be given to a studio for you know, releasing early access and then not milking it forever and using it as an excuse forever. They said, okay, 10 months, we're out of early. We're released. We're ready to go. Very refreshing. And what's very interesting about the development of PUBG, I mean, obviously the game had a very rough start. I mean, the game was unbelievably laggy, right? And it was a, it was a fiesta. But I think we talked about in a previous podcast that PUBG went from basically a phone call between uh, Mr. Player Unknown, Brendan Green, and I think the CEO of Bluehole. Like, it went from a phone call to a product in like three months. Like, they basically said, we want to make a Battle Royale game and we want you to make it with us. All right. And then it went from that conversation to Brendan Green flying out to Korea to work at Bluehole and to make this game, to help make the game. 
and it very quickly went from inception idea to a, a playable early access product in literally a few months. Yep. Whereas we have games like you know these vaporware crowdfunding games that, that raise millions of dollars that can't that can't create a product that anyone can play for for years. So you really have to respect that. Okay, obviously the game had unbelievably buggy gameplay. It was shit optimized that most people, a lot of people just couldn't play it, right? But to go from that to a playable product in a few months, and then and then from early access to a one release, and the one release is obviously still has bugs. You know, I've, pl- I've been playing quite a bit. There's a lot of bugs, but the game runs so much smoother. It's seen so much improvement, and it's it's something you know, it, it's just amazing that how fast we went from point A to point B to point C. And we, we do lose that with so many crowdfunding games. Not crowd, like MRPs in general are notorious for long development cycles and, and the can't-do attitude and just, just money being wasted. I, I would love to see how much money was spent on making PUBG as well. But, I mean, that's that's unfortunately not privy to us because Blue Hole is a private company and they don't disclose their financials. But I, also, another game is going to have their 1.0 release soon. And this one, I didn't even know wasn't in 1.0 release. And, uh, I know, me neither. And I, think, <laughs> I think they pretty much are just using it as, an, as a... Like a it's a marketing, marketing thing because yeah. PUBG is 1.0 now. So mm-hmm. World of Tanks uh, is actually going to have a 1.0 release in March of 2018. And they promise a completely overhauled and upgraded graphic engine. So I'm going to play this trailer while we talk about it. And this is a game that was, it's been, you know, when we, when did this come out? This has been around for a long time now, years and years. And it's, mm-hmm. it's been steadily up, updated forever. It's it's one of the top earning games in the world. Uh, it's Russian developed. And this is, this is definitely... Uh, this is another quality title, I think. I think, you know, there's a lot of complaints about it being pay to win because of the, you know, magic bullets you can buy, golden ammo. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but you know, you don't you don't have to spend money to have fun. You don't, and thing, you don't have to always win to have fun either. So I think if you jump into a World of Tanks match and just kind of drive around, shoot stuff, I think you can have fun for free uh, without being too, uh, uh, you know, too much of a... Before we jump into that pay to win rabbit hole, okay, you, you mentioned PUBG earlier, you know. And, and this kind of goes back to a, a conversation we started in the in the pregame. Is PUBG an MMO? You know, mm-hmm. we got to a, there was a little bit of a, a bit of YouTube drama, very oh, very slight YouTube All drama. Right. Maybe maybe you can sum it up because uh, you were the first to respond to it. So uh, take it away. Sure. Someone in uh, in our Discord linked us a video by some Skyland Skyland some guy, mm-hmm. and basically he was upset at you know how a lot of other uh, channels and websites you know use the term MMO very liberally, right? And to him, it has it has a very specific meaning, you know, persistent world, this and that. And I get that for MMORPG, but he kind of, I guess he didn't draw a distinction between MMORPG. Mm-hmm. And so, for example, I would definitely put uh, World of Tanks and PUBG as MMOs, even by the number of players. Because think about it, a 100-player match in PUBG has more players on that persistent map at that time, on that single map, then, then uh, dozens of games do on Steam total. Dozens, hundreds, hundreds, hundreds of games that yeah. have less players than that. Yeah. So, uh, and I think I think he again his main issue was with the definition, mm-hmm. and he he's entitled to his own definition of MMO, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't until, unless he can prove to me that he's some some special authority on it. You know, his definition is as valuable as anyone else's. And we at MMOs we have an uh we have our own definition, and we base it actually uh, we were inspired by super data. Superdata is founded by a, a PhD in video game media from Cornell and uh, Columbia, my bad. And he has a studio in Manhattan. That's where Supercell is based. And they basically sum it up as, you know, MMO elements make you an MMO. And they consider games like League of Legends an MMO. And I'm going to send the link there. So, yeah, again, this is there is no authority on the definition. You got to go by someone's definition, right? And we're going to choose this guy who's, you know, obviously thought about it a lot. He has a PhD in this field. 
uh, over some guy uh, on YouTube. You know, I mean, I, it's. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. That was that was a very reason uh, an argument. I think I, I agree with that as well. But I, I, I was kind of I was a little I was a little bit annoyed by uh, Skyline's video because it was titled "MMO websites are lying to you for profit." I mean, it was obviously a clickbait title, and it, it kind of makes me lose respect for the for someone that actually has this strong opinion. You know, if you have a strong opinion on something and you want to engage with somebody, you should talk to them before calling them a liar. You should before you say they're doing something for profit and they're lying to you. I mean, these are some bold claims, and obviously these claims were made purely to spark controversy, and no attempt was made to engage us to even read our own definition of what an MO is. You know, we actually try to put on the site and what is an MO? We have a criteria for these things and there's a reason we call certain things MMOs. And uh, we went back and forth a little bit on the comments and basically one of his arguments was that if you look at a game like Path of Exile, you know, Path of Exile has a, their developers basically say we don't, we're not an MMO. That's what Path of Exile's developers are saying, you know, and he's saying, look, they don't call themselves an MMORPG rather, and you shouldn't call them an MMO either. But you still do. You know, you guys suck. You call them an MMORPG, they're not an MMO. They even say that on MMO. And, and, then, he's, he, and then he goes on to say something like, Games like Freestyle 2 are obviously not MMOs, you know? And he explains his rationale, and it, I, I sympathize with him because it, it is a very nebulous term, and it's not always easy what an MMO is. But to say that the other side is lying for profit is, is disingenuous and, and weird. Like, you're trying to create controversy where there isn't any. I mean, he used... One thing that's really annoying is he actually used, again, the definition of, uh, you know... Path of Exile saying they're not an MMO as an, as an argument, but he goes on to say that Freestyle 2 isn't an MMO. But by that logic, it is an MMO. If you look at their Steam page, they self-labeled their game as an MMO. Like, when, when you submit your game on Steam, they typed in, what kind of game is this? They, the developers typed in MMO. If the developers call their own game an MMO, how is that, you know, like, I'm not saying they're always going to be right, but, you know, there's some, there's some rationale behind it when a game self-labels an MMO. I, I don't think he has this monopoly on what an MMO actually is. Yeah, that's what it comes yeah. down to. This guy, he's yeah. he's some kid on YouTube. First of all, yeah. you you said you lost respect for him. I had no clue. I have no clue who this guy was. So I he was really... a passionate guy. He was a passionate guy, interested in gaming. And I've seen a couple of his videos. I can respect that. You know, he's I've passionate. No, I've actually not. I haven't seen any of his videos. Uh, so right. I guess he just was off my radar. But um, mm -hmm. but you know, he's some kid, and you know, he's he's entitled to his he's, definition. I, but I, I don't know how old he is. How, he, saying kid is a little bit demeaning. I don't know call him a kid. I'm, listen, I'm turning thirty this year, right? You're all, all right, kids. Fine. You're all, all right, kids. All right, all right, pop all time. Pop all, right, all yeah. time. All right. I've earned the right to say kid, all right? Mm -hmm. uh, okay, by kid, I mean he's young, so he uh, doesn't know. Okay. First of all, if you're arguing over definitions, it kind of proves you're not a developed mentally. Like, as long as each side defines what it means by its terms, you can't argue that. You know, like, if I say X is five, you can't say, well, X should be four. Well, I'm, for the rest of my argument, I'm going to assume it's five. So there's no argument there. As long as a side is clear on what it means but when it says certain yeah. things, that's what it means. You, there's no like authority on these terms. It's just as long as you're consistent internally, that's it. That's the end of the story. Uh, so anyway, I, I thought it was kind of childish to fight over terminology. You know, we do have a site, a uh, page on our site. We we talk about what it means to us, what we mean by MMO. And look, you can disagree with that, but as long as yeah, you're internally fine. consistent, you can't attack. You know, that's that's not a criticism. So, and, yeah. and one other thing that's um what kind of grinded my gears about that is um it, it's. The, the calling us liars, and then he actually went out to say that you are profiting off of this lie, which is so far from the truth. It, it, it's ridiculous. It, it's just nonsense. You know, to say that misleading our audience makes us more money is, is a genuinely stupid thing to say or suggest because it's just wrong. 
you know, the goal of MMOs.com is to literally be as useful to our visitors as possible. The more useful we can make MMOs.com, the more, you know, helpful it can be, the more money we make. That, that's, that's how websites work. You know, you get more traffic, you make money, you appease your visitors, they come back, and they keep using your site, you make more money. Like, MMOs.com is, is both a project of passion and something we'd like to make some money off of. I mean, we have ads on there for a reason. We want to make money. And the best way we can make money is to please our readers the best. Like we want to make sure we're, we're as honest as possible. The we you know if I thought that putting all these games under, under you no know, excluding ninety percent of the games that you know he would say is not an MO, if I thought that would actually help our users more, hell yeah I would do it. There's no reason not to. And I don't have this principle I feel, like, I feel like you're overanalyzing this guy's video. It was basically, he was sad that he wasn't making more money because he kept talking about Patreon and stuff, right? Yeah. He's like, eh, I'm not making money off this. Ah, these guys are making money. Ah, I want more money. That, that was the video. <laughs> I just I just summed it up for you. All right, I guess <laughs> maybe, yeah. Look, he's a passionate dude that likes games as well. You can see it from his videos. He's interested uh, he's, in most. He's, he's kinda, got a page to share. He's kind of yeah, cringy. He's kind of cringy. He, like, showed massively OP's Patreon page. And like, he was yeah, like, that's cringe. It was like, oh, look how much more money they're making than me. Oh, it's not fair. <laughs> That's, that was the video. Okay, I, I, I yeah, to a degree, and, and that's why you know. Okay, yeah, maybe we should move on. But yeah. I, I, it was a very silly video, and and look, you you can you can present your definition. You can say why a game isn't a mo, but when you, the moment you start attacking other definitions, I agree with you. It, it serves no purpose. You know, you learn in high school debate class. You define terms and you stick with your definitions, and, and that's it. And there was no, you know, decorum that was was kept in this video, and that that's why you know I, I made the comments that I did. Yeah, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed his little spiel. Always fun. Yeah, I mean, whatever. It's a good old, good old yeah. MO drama is always fun. You know, I found another Kickstarter game. Uh, oh, let's no. hear it. I was trying to, I was trying to, re, you know, bring back the, the shitty MRPG of the week on Kickstarter. But you know, there aren't really that many games coming on Kickstarter, unfortunately. So there's a, there's a lot of oddballs though. Like a lot of very weird money grabs are appearing on on, on Kickstarter. I, I just linked you one. This is a game called. Um, Lord of Arendi, all right. They're trying to raise twenty thousand dollars. That's uh, that's a pretty small ask. And and they they immediately start their their pitch with the three most important questions: What kind of game is it? It's an MRPG. What time frame is set in? Medieval fantasy. And then they ask the, the burning question: We all want to know about this game. Will it have magic? Yes. That's it, boys. It has magic. Take my money. I don't know. This seems like a very like. Why even bother setting up a Kickstarter page for this? It very clearly seems like. There's nothing here. You know, you there's know, nothing here. Yeah, they didn't have more. Like, they should at least have little banner pictures. Come on. Yeah, right. Come on. If you want to get some money, you got to, or maybe lower your ass like a hundred bucks to get a quickie. You know, get get a hundred bucks and run. I don't know. It, I feel like a lot of people are just going to Kickstarter and just putting up nonsense now. My favorite I, thing to do is see what their largest pledge tier is. So this this one is actually pretty generous. Only a thousand dollars for platinum. You know, not bad, not bad. They're gonna NPC named after us. You know what's funny? They're, they're already over their limit. Like, oh, they already uh, missed their delivery date. So it says December 2018 is the delivery date. No, tw- it's 2017 right now. 2018. Okay. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll confused because uh, the, it's, it's, it's the end of the year. We all get a little confused there. But I'm kind of sad that we're not seeing a lot more like uh, like cringy Kickstarters. We see a lot of Kickstarters that come out now that are just very low effort, like attempts to get money. But, you know, we haven't seen too many quality shitty Kickstarters yet. So maybe maybe 2018 will yield more of these. But this one was just, was, I just thought it was silly because he puts down like the three most important questions. Will it have magic? Does, well, I don't think he's got any money, right? No, 10 bucks from his mom. That's it. Yeah, you got 10. Eh, look, hi, I'm Jace. All right. Yeah, this, this, this is, this is, this is, I'm going to ignore this one. It's not even like a real one. It, yeah, it just, <laughs> true, true. All right, what do you got next? 
Well, speaking of freestyle too, being an MMO, actually, people have been asking what you know what MMOs have you been playing lately. I'm gonna say freestyle too. It's a game I've played quite a bit in the last week, and I've been enjoying it tremendously. Uh, it's honestly, if you if you never played freestyle too, street basketball, look, they're not giving us any money. They're not advertising with us. I, I'm I'm just plugging them because I'm I've been having a lot of fun playing freestyle too. If you never played it, give it a try. It's free to play on Steam. It's uh it's a basketball game, but even though I don't like sports games, this game is is real quality. It's been out for for a couple of years already. It still gets like 600 plus players online. I've been having a blast. I got like at least 50 hours into it in the last few weeks. You've uh, you've streamed this one a few times, right? This week? I've streamed it a couple of times. It's it's a lot of fun. And, and people watching me, you know, got inspired to play it as well. So I've been trying to rope a couple of my friends on Mmos.com Discord to play it as well. So I get, I wanted to give it some love because it's a game I've enjoyed quite a bit in the last few weeks. Do you uh do you someone mentioned a new game that came out, so the freestyle three v three. What is the difference there and like which, which one should people play? Okay, I, I, it's actually really bizarre that 3v3 freestyle, freestyle is even a thing. So there's a new game on Steam called 3v3 Freestyle, launched I think last month or the month before that. It's basically uh, like they made a console version of the game and then they launched it on PC, right? And almost nobody plays it. it it's basically the console version, it's a console remake of Freestyle 2, but with slightly different graphics. I think it's actually made on Real Engine, so it's, it is actually quite a bit different graphics. But it, it's very clearly made for consoles. And there's actually like in the menus, there's no mouse controls. So you have to like move with like arrow keys in the menus, and it makes no sense, and nobody plays it. So I, it never made sense because it was going to segregate the player base anyway, and the community for freestyle two is not really that big anyway. That even having two competing games is an unbelievably stupid idea. But freestyle three v three is basically dead. Don't play it. Nobody plays it. It's got very few players online. Just play freestyle two. There's no reason for the existence of three v three freestyle in the first place. That's fair. Oh, and someone in chat just mentioned mud. Uh, I actually have a, I read an article uh, like an hour ago. Before the mm -hmm. podcast began, and it was probably the one of the best MMO articles I've read in a, this year. Actually, talk about no, talk about, talk about it. Bring it up. Yeah, let me link it for you guys here as well. If you guys want to re take a minute to read it after the podcast, of course. So it's a story of the guy who made Mud, which is like the origin, what all the MMOs are based off of. So the Mud stands for multi-user dungeon. And back then, so you everyone would use a mainframe, but you you weren't in the same room as a mainframe, right? So you would type on your little keyboard what you were doing in this text-based game. And you couldn't actually see the results because there was no screen. What the computer would do is it would print the results of all the player's you know, choices, and then you would have to read what happened. How crazy is it to think that that's how we used to play games? <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's funny that this guy, he actually had a rough uh, like uh, family life, like childhood. Like he was poor in, in uh, England, like working class. And he says one of the reasons he made the game uh, it's because he wanted to be able to explore and you know let people be what they want to be without be, without the constraints of like the real world, right? So he wanted people who you know like, the whole system of classes was like so you can pick what you want to be. You're not constrained by your real world uh, you know, position. And he actually says he hates free to play games because of that because he hates the fact that you can pay to like progress faster mm -hmm. and pay for power because the whole point of the game uh, he made was to create this virtual world. Where everyone can just kind of do, be what they want and it's independent from the real world and they're not you know there's no like advantage to being you know well positioned or high class in real life so it is kind of fun to see where it's gone and also he said he's actually been disappointed at the rate of progress in mmos so we're not alone guys even the guy who made mud is uh is a little disappointed with the progress made since uh you know at least this at least this uh millennium so far this century it's actually again brings up a good point about pay to win again. You know, I, I've personally become more. Um, I, I hate to say it. I, I don't. Be, I don't want to be called a pay to win apologist. I, I become more of a pay to win realist. And obviously, I don't think any of us like unfairness in games, right? 
we kind of do view online gaming as this bastion of like equality and freedom where merit it's all about meritocracy who does the, you know who, who's the best in online game is is actually the best and most skillful player but it often becomes whoever has more money or more time to sink into it but uh it's i, I kind of wish that 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 purity state you know this guy's complaints about free to play are, are definitely valid you know it, it really detracts from the game when people can pay for advantages they don't have to do that climb it becomes unfair and that one, one thing at the top, every MO is a political statement. I should know. I designed them that way. That seems like a pretty pretty deep analysis there. Yeah, he was actually rebelling against the class structure of uh, England in the in the 70s. So I, I actually didn't know he was so political in his, mm -hmm. in his you know, his design, uh, his art and design. Have you ever played a mod? I have not. I played some gimmicky ones, like um, if you want to mm -hmm. count those uh, Homestar Runner. You know, you <laughs> I don't know, know if like, that counts. Or like you know, like or there was there was like one built into like frog fractions. I don't know. I, I never actually played one that's multiplayer. So no, I, mm -hmm. I, I play text-based games. They don't count. Yeah, they're a little bit past our time. You know, you said you're almost thirty, but you know, muds are a bit older than that. So we're not that old just yet. All right, we're getting there, but we're not there yet. I'm, I met a lady slightly older than me, and I told her what I do for like uh you know the site mmos.com, and she said, oh, I used to play mud, muds. I was like, and I, oh wow, I I I'd never played those. And then she's like, oh okay, I'm 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 dating myself. <laughs> <laughs> Well, speaking of uh, mods, I, I want to go back to uh, MO development because it kind of wraps into what we talked about earlier. And from last week's discussion about how, how much it costs to actually make games. Mm -hmm. So I, I was thinking a bit deeper into X Legends um, uh, annual report, actually. And X Legends is a company that makes uh, Aura Kingdom. They make uh, Twin Saga and a handful of other games. Basically, all the anime MRPGs published by area games. And they actually publish these games uh, worldwide in a lot of different countries. And I was looking at their R&D budgets. My article is not done about you know breaking down what it costs to make all these games. But if you look at the research and development budget for, for this company, X-Legend, they spend about uh, $16, million, $16 million a year uh, on their entire R&D budget. And that includes basically making the games, developing the engines, and as well as maintaining uh, new content updates, expansion packs, and keeping all the games you know up to date for all their games. So a company, they've been, they've been making MORPG since 2008. I think X-Legend was founded around then. And they've made at least 10 games we know about on, on PC. Not counting all the mobile games they made, and not counting all the projects they worked on and never released. So if you look at that number, you know, $16 million a year to make 10 games and basically maintain all those games and add new content for them, the actual cost per game is well less than $16 million. If that's the average cost per game, that also includes the cost of every expansion and maintaining those games and updates and everything else. So again, it shows that you can actually make these games on a much uh, tighter budget than, than people kind of imagine. You know, the idea that MMORPGs are, are near impossible to make because they cost so much money, I think is is wrong. I think I think you can spend a lot of money making MMORPGs and games like Star Wars Old Republic, Elder Scrolls Online prove that, but you can also make games on a much tighter budget. And, and we've seen that with a lot of, uh, you know, Asian games. And you and the argument that like, oh, Asian slave labor, it, it doesn't really, you know, equate. Obviously, a computer programmer in Taiwan isn't paid nearly as much as one in Silicon Valley. But Taiwan is not like a, a broke country. I mean, Taiwan, the average GDP per capita is probably over 20K. I mean, I, I don't know what the exact number is. But the average software developer probably makes about $25,000 a year. That's not slave wages. So yeah. that, you know, you, you, that argument doesn't make sense. I mean, it just, it's remarkable that everyone just kind of you know, gave up on the MMORPG because it's too hard to make. Too much money. It costs too much money. Nobody can afford that kind of money. Or if they'll never get that money back. And I think hopefully we'll see some, uh, some games that kind of break that, that mentality in the West. Some Western games that are developed. On a much tighter budget. Well, we'll see if if these uh, Kickstarter games actually manage to come out and are, are decent. Yeah. You know that will prove the point. Um, 
I mean, except for Star Citizen, none of them have have broken, you know, triple million. giant budgets. Yeah. So yeah. if these games come out and they're playable and they're fun, so I think it, it will show that they are it is doable for a, a modest sum. Even Crowfall, I mean, the funding was not like through the roof. They actually have a, on their website they track uh, what their funding was. Let me see if we can find it again. But their funding is not like you know, it's not huge, and they're going to make it you know, this game. And their total funding looks to be about uh, four million dollars in total pledges. They have, they raised thirteen point seven million equity. They're about to up to twenty million. It's a big number, right? Twenty million is actually pretty high. But if they can make this whole game for twenty million and, and it's actually half decent, that's not that unreasonable, you know. Especially with the hundred million dollar budgets we've seen in, in other games or the twenty million dollar budget we've seen in, you know, other titles. But compared to the Asian games, I, I think it's remarkable that you can get the engine for BDO made for a million bucks, or you have a full game like Dark Age of Camelot made on a couple million dollars. EverQuest was made for like three million dollars. So again, this is weird that you would think with technology and engines and how you know how much more modular things are, you can get this done cheaper, you know, than the days of request when maybe everything had to be done by hand. Yeah, it seems to be going the other way for a lot of games. Camelot Unchained is another uh, one of those mm-hmm. Western Kickstarter games. This one I don't think is coming out in 2018 though. They have not actually put out anything saying that. Oh, thank you for the sub. A proxy. Yeah, hey, appreciate it. Uh, so this game actually has their own engine. They actually stated that. Initially, they started with like an off-the-shelf engine. I forgot mm-hmm. which one they mentioned, whether it was Unreal or Unity. But they said they quickly found out that it wouldn't work for their game. So they got they built their own. And uh, their claim to fame here is going to be big, persistent MMORPG battles. Like we're not talking like you know five on five, ten on ten. So their hope is to is to have a lot more unit players on the screen during their fights. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I don't think 2018 is going to be the year for Camelot Unchained, but hopefully we do get some more uh, updates from them. Uh, and their grand total funding is only four point four million dollars, so that is definitely on a budget compared to the other titles. Yeah. yeah. So I think of, of the other other crowdfunding games we talked about, it, it's clear to me that Camelot Unchained is probably the least uh, like long in development. Mm-hmm. I mean, perhaps maybe more so than than Chronicles of Illyria, but uh, you know they don't have too much you know gameplay wise either you know available just yet. But I I can respect the fact that they're doing they're doing their own engine. Honestly, some of the most fluid and like just games that feel the best have been games that do their own engine. You know, even um. When, you, when we played Fantasy Star Online 2 for the first time, like the first thing we both said was like, wow, this game fucking runs well. I wonder what engine it's on. And we find out it's made by the, you know, by Sega. It's their own proprietary engine. You know, when, you, when you design your game around your engine, made specifically for your game, it really does show. It, it tends to run a lot better. And off-the-shelf solutions are, require an Im- immense amount of tweaking to get right, as we've seen with PUBG. You know, even with their hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue, you know, it took a long time to get that game running well. And even now, it doesn't run perfectly. Yep, so uh, hopefully, hopefully we will see what happens. Uh, Actually, somebody mentioned Raiders, uh, you know, and it kind of fits back with our weekly raid. You know, we talked about games launching 2018. Raiders was an oldie, and you know, 2018 might see a lot of old games relaunched as well. And Raiders actually might be one of those games. Uh, the game shut down, I think, quite a while ago, but it's actually being relaunched. It, it's taken back. It's been taken over by a company called Masangsoft, uh, and they're they're the guys that publish and develop Guns currently, Guns Two, and they actually might be bringing the game back. They posted on their Facebook page earlier this year, actually on November yeah, 10th, that you know they're looking into it. They own the game now. I guess they must have bought it in bankruptcy, and it's there's a chance that you know Raiders might come back. So don't you know if you miss Raiders, it's there's a chance for it to to be back there. This is a game, unfortunately, I never played too much, but I, if I remember correctly, it actually was an action and more RPG. So it was sh- one of the few action and more RPGs. It's a shame the studio didn't really uh, last too long. I love their naming structure. Just put a Z instead of an S, like guns. Mm-hmm. Raiders. Mm-hmm. We need more of that. Okay. Talk about me. 
OG Guns was a game, all right? Guns 2 was just not the same, all right? Is there an official Guns orig original server right now? I know there's a lot no. of private servers. I no, guns, guns 1 is gone. There's only a Guns 2 official server, and it's, it's kind of empty. But it's uh, rest in peace for Raiders. I mean, this game was definitely... Uh, it had a lot of love. It had a lot of fans. But, you know... It, I don't remember if it was actually action or not, though, for some reason. It's been a while since I played this, and I, I never got too far into it. You know, with MMORPGs, it's very hard to, you know, really sink, you know, get to the end game of an MMORPG. For me, I, I've been playing Final Fantasy XIV and MapleStory lately. Those are the two MMORPGs I've actually been playing. Yeah, that's right. Burning is still going on. Uh, I still have my burning slot. I don't, I don't know if I should... I don't know what class to use it on before it, before it runs out. I do want to get it to at least, like, 120 before it runs out, though. Because you cannot use it for the new class. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. You know, I, I do want to see, um... I definitely do want to see more, um, action MRPGs that are actual action MRPGs. Because, again, I, I, a lot of the talk about, you know, point-and-click or tap targeting versus action is really silly, because there's only... Am I missing any other real action MRPGs? Again, you have BDO, you have Blade and Soul and Terra, and that's it. You know, everything else is this instance-based game, which is not the same thing, you know? Yeah, I guess Soul Worker Online is action as well, but it's, it's definitely a bit of a stretch... It's not the same kind of MMORPG as Blade and Soul. Yeah. Well, thank you for the sub. I uh, I don't know if that was your full name there, but that's all I saw. Thank you for the I mean for the donation there. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, we have Skyline in our chat now. I mean, if you want to if you want to engage, we could take it to the the post game. Maybe it would be a fun conversation. You know, yeah. we're actually open to you know communicating with you, and I would have appreciated if you reached out to us before you you know you tried to shit on our name. I mean, that's proper way you. That's how you handle discourse for the most part. I don't know. I, I'm actually not as upset about that. I think it's just silly that the, we're still having this, this uh, terminology uh, discussion. Uh, as I said, anyone can define it however they want. As long as you're internally consistent with your how you're defining it, yeah. it's fine. And uh, this, I know in chat you mentioned anti-consumer. I mean, who's the consumer here? This, everything we're doing is free. You know, like you don't. <laughs> if you feel like uh, this, our uh, message is you know hurting you, just stop watching. You know, it's not like. We're charging money for this or anything, so I don't know what the consumer is here. And again, everything we do on MMOs.com is for our visitors and our viewers. You know, we make the most money by pleasing our viewers. The more of you know, we will, we exist to cure, the the goal of MMOs.com is to curate content, is to curate games and make it easy to find games our visitors want to play. And I, I'm open to admitting that we could be wrong. And if I find that out with enough evidence, no, 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 I'm, no. I'm actually not open to that. How can you be wrong about your own definition? No, 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 no. I'm like, saying what does that own, mean? <laughs> no, it's it's no. You're right. You cannot be wrong about your own definition. However, the goal of MMOs.com is to steer you know oh. and, and curate content, right? Sure, and if, sure. I, if we could do that better, yes. If, if the consumer perception of what an MMO is and what they're looking for changes, and the way we handle it no longer fits that need, yeah, I'm going to change it. I, I don't have this, you know, I'm right, you're wrong mentality. You know, I'm not going to be screaming on the top of my lungs on this is not an MMO because it doesn't fit my exact mold. And look, yeah, I have maybe some of my personal preference, but MMOs.com exists to to, to again. For our viewers and for our visitors, like that's the reason we do it, and that's the reason we structure it the way we do. There is no, you know, other intent, and, and it's silly to say that. Yeah, you this know, is this is this totally weird. Oh, I hate this argument. It's like it's a, yeah, it is a dumb argument. It, I agree. It's a very low are, caliber argument. Yeah, it's a very low end argument. Uh, Arguing definitions by itself is a very silly thing to do. And now, I, I, yeah. now, if the argument was, can the site be better? Sure, every site can be better, and, it, and in the future, if there's a better way to organize a site, sure, it's fine. But to, to, to just fighting over this definition is just like. It's just silly. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, mentioning you know. Actually, I want to. 
See, hmm. we're mentioning this in the pregame, but uh, you know how uh, I thought chess was an MMO. I'm sure that'll yeah. that'll uh, trigger this guy. Grind his gears. Grind it. So yeah, ch- online chess, uh, especially if you can like get little cosmetics for the board or like your pieces, like Santa hats on your pieces. That's an MMO, mm-hmm. baby. You got a you got a ranking system. You can level up your uh, elo. You know, <laughs> that's like a level, right? <laughs> you got classes like pawn. You know, queen. Bishop. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Guys, you, you, you heard it here on MMOs.com. Chess is an MMO, all right? A two-player MMO. Two-player MMO. There you go. I mean, what if you have two really large players playing? You know, they're, they're, they're very fat people. They could be all MMOs. Right, right. They're I'll, massive. I'm going to play this MMO while, uh, while we talk here. Oh, my play God. Th- Look at me go. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually probably one of the world's most popular MMOs, you know? I wonder how many people are playing chess right now in the world. <laughs> You, you you earn pieces of your loot box, guys. Imagine pay to imagine free to play took over chess. Like at any moment while you're losing, it's like you spend five ninety nine a microtransaction, you get another turn, you get to go again, right? Oh, that'd be hilarious. Or like you lose some troops, you want you want to reroll, you want to reroll some troops, you just get a loot box, you get like oh fuck yeah, I just got a queen, and you put it on the board wherever you want. Oh, that would be amazing. Oh no, I just suicided my piece. I'm feeding. I'm feeding. Oh, I stop throwing. There's some quality MMO gameplay right there, Sotorino. This is I thought he's live streaming an MMO right now. Please let let the man let the man focus on his MMO. He's a, he's a, he's an arena PVP right now. All right. See, I just when you're, when you're, he just cute. When he's outside the game, he's actually in the in the overworld. All right. The, there's a chat box in, your, in a server browser. Right. That's the overworld. All right. And he just got queued up in a one v one arena matchmaking. All right. Oh man, you see this 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 horse right now? That's a rogue. And I'm I'm like a priest. My queen is a priest, so it's like you know, he counters me really hard. I gotta get, no, I gotta, I gotta get no, out of here. Fuck this, this game needs to get fucking passed. Queen's OP as fuck, alright? <laughs> we need some patch notes in here, boys. <laughs> I gotta retreat. I messed up. Yo, Queen's got this game, you know, you, you, this, this game is, the, the developers fucking give up on this game, alright? The game has been patched in like, what, a couple thousand years? I don't oh, right. Okay, where's all that money going, huh? It's fucking, they're just greedy as fuck. Alright, all that money is being stolen. I think we should make a clan, you know, do some raiding. Yeah, we we you got to raid in chess. See, how how would raiding even work? I guess multiple people can like court can can tell one player what to do. <laughs> All right, I'm I'm gonna close this up before I embarrass myself by losing. I, I don't yeah, know, I, I, I I I don't know what you're doing in chess. This I don't actually I don't, I don't actually know what's going on in chess, boys. This this was an, this was an embarrassing <laughs> show. Your chess prowess, I'll tell you that. All right. All right. Well, point point made though. All right. You know, you, don't, you were just throwing the game to gather intel. All right. <laughs> Okay, maybe maybe you can uh, again. Maybe a small a bit of a side discussion, but uh, one of my friends actually said something really silly when we were, we were watching um, the Dota Two World Champion, not Dota 2, League of Legends World Championship. Mm-hmm. And maybe maybe you've heard this before too about like picks and bans. You know, I, you know, I'm I'm the kind of guy that says picks and bans aren't that important. Right? They don't determine the game. You know, I don't think you, in any professional esport like Dota or League where there's mechanics involved and two really good teams, I, I don't think picks and bans determines who wins. Like, yeah, you could play with a different team, a different comp, and whatnot. And one of my friends, you know, people say that like teams will make really bad picks, right? Or that they won't ban a hero and they'll let enemy team get an OP hero. And they'll say it's to gather intel, you know? They're, they're just gathering intel to see like what the enemy team will do with that comp, you know? But then they lose the game, right? I, I just feel like that's a nonsense argument. Like, why would you gather intel by losing a game on a world stage? Well, that's two different arguments there. I'll, I'll take the first one. I do think in, uh, in casual play, like if we were to just... If we were to fire up Dota over at League or whatever and just queue us two and uh, with three random people and just play a match, picks basically don't matter. You know, just pick what you want, ban whatever mm-hmm. you want, doesn't matter. But at the professional level, okay, that, that tier, I do think picks matter. Because there are people 
on the world stage that you're going to mm-hmm. bump, bump into that are literally the best in the world at a particular hero. And if you can ban that, or and if they can let it slide, and if they can pick that hero, it can make a world of difference in that match. Well, yeah, I agree with you. But I'm just saying the games aren't determined by picks or bans. Like, I, I don't think a pro team is just going to like let like make the most retarded picks and bans and just going to instantly lose. Like, I don't think you can look at a draft in well, Dota or League and be like, all right, this team just lost no, 100%. You, Why are they no, even playing? It's not 100%, but, but they're close to that. There are like tournaments I've seen of, of Dota yeah. where like this one character, this one player is known for one hero, right? Yeah. And they always ban it. And then like one team won't ban it. And that guy will pick it and he'll go like 20 and 1. And, you know, like, and they, and they should have just banned it, you know? <laughs> so I do think picks. Now, this whole gathering intel thing, I feel like gathering intel is what you do before the tournament. Um, Unless there's some, unless they have a magical pocket strat, in which mm-hmm. case, I don't know, is it worth the gamble to try to fish it out by throwing one of your three matches that you get with these guys? Mm-hmm. I'm not a pro. I'm not a captain of a pro team. That seems mm-hmm. silly. The whole throwing, like imagine you're in a grand finals, right? It's best of three. Yeah. You, if you're gonna throw one match of the best of three to figure out this intel, that's a yeah, that's yeah. a high stakes gamble. Could it be a legit strategy? I have no, maybe. Again, I, I'm not. A, I have no experience, so I can't you know claim it. But it sounds silly to me. Yeah, no, no, I agree. It's, it's, it's a fun... It, I, I, I always see people, you know, try overanalyzing things like that. At least I, I think they're overanalyzing it. Yeah. I think you know where hey. it comes from? I think hmm. there's so much downtime between matches. So, like, the... The, 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 the commentators the, have to create the story in the yeah, drama. Yeah, the commentators just talk so much BS in all these... In all these like, it sucks. Like, so, are you, like, excited to be here? Like, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, so, what, going into it, what's your mindset uh, to win? Mm-hmm. What were you thinking on this position? <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they do, yeah, they're just true. killing time. That's mm. fair. That's fair. Yeah. You know what happened? This uh, another bit of MMO news this last week. Maybe we can switch away from the controversy. I mean, chess is a very controversial MMO. Maybe we can go cover the, the the world chess champions later. But Aeon, did you know that Aeon was a subscription MMORPG in South Korea? I until just this last week. I did not know that. That is really weird, but I'm not surprised. There are a lot of games that are free to play, or what we think should be free to play, or are free mm-hmm. to play, are actually subscription in uh, Korea. For example, Language One is still a subscription game mm-hmm. in in Korea. Is it is it subscription on uh, mobile as well? Because I know most of that revenue has moved to mobile. Okay, I don't know about the mobile version. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, Aeon is now free to play in in Korea as well. Obviously, that means the revenue numbers have been you know the player base numbers have been tanking for Aeon. I mean, that's the only reason to make this, this transition after all these years. You know, the game has been free to play in, in Europe and North America for a while now. But uh, I, mean, I think NGSoft is really going all in on mobile. We showed you the, the numbers last, like a few podcasts ago, and it basically they get like 80% of their revenue now or more on mobile games. So mobile is everything for NGSoft. I'm just hoping that we get a mobile MMORPG that kind of, you know, is actually kind of fits what a traditional MMORPG actually is. That's what I'm really hoping for. I think we've gotten it with Arena Valor on, on the mobile front. So oh. I think Arena Valor is an actual, you know, MOBA. It's also an MMO, don't forget. Okay, yes. There you go. It's an MMO as well. So Arena Valor, the latest uh, mobile MMO. We, we played it last week on Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a lot of fun. It, I was actually shocked to think I would have that much fun because so many games don't translate with a mobile, in my opinion. For example, Lineage 2 Revolution. It just yes. didn't translate. Like I was like, what am I doing? This is silly. Uh, but but uh, Arena Valor, which is basically a mobile League of Legends, honestly... Mm-hmm. It did translate. You you get the essence of a League of Legends match in a very distilled, like, you know, ten minute, fifteen minute match, and it works. It, it, it's surprisingly good. Uh, definitely worth trying. There's so few good games on mobile, so everyone that comes around really is worth it's worth checking out. It's free, so why not? No, again, I 100 percent agree with you as well. But uh, 
it's one of the few mobile games that really translated well. You know, like you said, you play Lineage Chip Revolution, and you, let's say you're a Lineage fan. You know, let's say you've loved playing Lineage One Two, and you know you've been playing Lineage private servers for a long time, and you play Lineage Revolution. It just feels like it's autoplay nonsense. It doesn't feel like an MMORPG, and a lot of mobile translations don't feel like what they were based off of. But you can actually play in Arena of Valor and feel like you played a real MOBA. Like I. I've played League of Legends for at least a thousand hours, probably way more than that. I've reached Diamond in almost every season. I've been top 100 on multiple accounts. I've been Master uh, in League. I've played a lot of League. And everyone I've introduced Arena Valor to has actually surprisingly liked it. But it's weird because a lot of people have been very reluctant to try it. Because I feel like so many people, especially PC gamers, have been burned trying mobile games. Because like mobile games are just not the same thing. And they never feel like the same thing. And like you always get disappointed, you know? If, you know, lineage, I'm sure a lot of people that really love Lineage got mega disappointed. They're not going to try mobile games in the future because Lineage 2 Revolution is not Lineage 2 by any stretch. It has nothing to do with Lineage 2. It's just an auto-playing, nonsensical game. But Arena Valor is an actual MOBA. and I, I, I kind of wrote people into it, and they actually end up liking it. I'm confident that game will do well. I think if any game has a chance to uh, maybe you know dethrone League in the West, it's going to be Arena Valor. Because I don't think another PC, and more, PC MOBA will launch and be able to get that kind of player base. You know, it, it, League is already so entrenched now on PC in the West. It's not gonna, nothing will beat it besides maybe a mobile game. And I think Arena Valor could be that mobile game. I will say this about Lineage 2 Revolution. I know several people who do like it, but mm. it, oddly, none of them are actually played the original Lineage 2 or any MMORPG really. Like if you if you just play for what it is and you don't try to attach this MMORPG PC expectation. That's different, yeah, you're right. Yeah, if you just look at it as what it is, I think I think you can enjoy it. Um, we did. We did get. To, we did play for uh, Grand Fest Friday, and we did go longer than we usually do. So it, there must have been something to it, you know. Like we, mm-hmm. I think we got to like what level twenty something. Mm-hmm. So. More than that, like thirty something. Yeah. But uh, Arena Valor. I mean, this game. The, the, I like the video from uh, AIC versus SK. You know, SKC SK versus Liquid. Rather, I mean, there are already esports uh, games going on for this game. And again, just to refresh people's memory, this game is. Uh, you know, I, I hate to bring up all the time, but the game has about hundred million monthly active users. This is already the biggest video game in the world. You know, it's already more success- successful than League of Legends. It makes $435 million a month, according to Bloomberg, which, again, League of Legends makes $1.8 billion a year. This makes $435 million a month. I mean, if, if that continues, they'll make more than double what League of Legends makes. It's got more players, makes more money. It's already massively successful in, in China. And we'll see if that, that the success transfers over to the West, though, because it just launched in North America. I think it will, because I, I think it's actually a good game. It's not pay to win. There's no loot box. There, might, there actually is a loot box. There, there's no pay to win. And it doesn't autoplay. It's very similar to League, the way you unlock heroes. And they are, they are way more generous than League of Legends with how quickly you can unlock heroes. You get like half the, like half the heroes for free just by playing uh, basic games. You know what I will say, though? Hmm. I know a lot of people in chat, including you, have played League of Legends extensively, right? But to someone who, who knows what League is, has seen like the trailers and, and the, you know, like the esports on, on Twitch and stuff, if they look at this game, Arena Valor, right? If they just yeah. look at it casually, and if the UI was hidden, right? Hmm. This is just League, but slightly zoomed in. Like, it looks just like League to me. But, like, zoomed in more with the mouse. Do you know what I think, actually? Which asks a good question. Like, what if League of Legends Mobile came out? Like, would that do better? I, I honestly think Tencent made this game as kind of like a demo. Like, they were going to, they wanted probably to do League of Legends Mobile, right? Because why not, right? League of Legends is their most prominent IP, and it's probably the, the most recognized, one of the most recognizable games in the world. But this maybe before we do that, we should practice. You know, we'll make this game called Honor of Kings, or it's called Arena Valor in the West. And we'll, we'll learn from that game, and then we'll make League of Legends Mobile. I think that was their thought process, actually, because there's no reason not to use your most prominent IP. But they didn't realize maybe how quickly this would catch on. 
and this quickly grew to be one of the most successful video game, the most successful video game in the world. You have characters in this game that are basically League clones. Like there's a Garen like character, very much like Garen. There's a hero that, again, the character you're seeing in the video in the background has very twisted fate like elements. Every every X number of attacks, instead of drawing a card, every like three attacks or so, I'll get a, a red uh, like sliver icon over my head. If it's red, it'll do AOE damage. If it's gold, it'll stun. If it's blue, I'll get mana back. It's very clearly inspired by League. The map is identical almost to League of Legends. So this was their test run, I think. And they were going to make League of Legends mobile afterwards. But this, this kind of took off, so they're running with this one, I think. And what's funny, you just mentioned uh, League and potential new games, you know. They actually are working on a new game. So Riot mm -hmm. Games has been listed as the developer of a new game announced in China. Not announced, but uh, I guess leaked. Yeah. Uh, it's called Timo's Adventure. Uh, all we know so far is uh, it was approved by the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, the developer is listed as Riot with the publisher listed as Tencent. And also it's listed as a PC game. So this is not a mobile game. We have a new uh, Riot Games game uh, coming out for PC. From, from Riot Games, you know. Uh, it's called Timo's Adventure, though. I can't take it seriously. It doesn't sound like a real game. What? Timo's Adventure? Really? What, what do you think oh, it'll be? Oh, my God. Riot got a new game called Timo's Adventure. It's going to take the world by storm, make billions of dollars. No, I just... I don't see millions of people playing Timo's Adventure. It seems like a like a Flash game or like a... A meme uh, like game? A joke like, like, a, like a joke mini game they made. Like a joke mobile game. It is on PC, though. That's like a Flash game they made, you know? They had like, a few Flash games around Timo. But I, I don't know. It just seems really odd. Because they can do so much. They could do a... Uh, Collectible card game. They could do a battle royale game. They did so much they could do. But why Timo's adventure? This sounds like almost like a like a single player, like an RPG or like you know some adventure game. I don't know. I think it's a meme game. I I, I don't think it's gonna be the anything special. I'm playing this beautiful uh, cartoon. Timo's adventure will change the gaming industry. Oh, Timo battle royale. So 100 Timos, okay, and they gotta place mm -hmm. you know, place mushroom mines and shoot darts at each other. I'm liking the animations on this. Who made this video? It's, it sounds like Lil Pichu, but I have no clue. Just, just, just scroll down. Look at the name who made this. Domix and Jom took Timo's oh. voice and remixed it. Domix? Comix makes some quality content. And this is on the League of Legends, official, uh, League of Legends community page. That's some quality Timo gameplay, boys. Timo FPS gaming. I'm gonna juggle those shrooms. Timo is ridiculously popular in China. I didn't know that, Zen Exile. I mean, Timo is kind of like a, like a meme here in the West as well. But I don't know, I guess maybe they love him in China. Timo-chan. Okay, actually, Skyland does have one good point there. And that, uh, I did he did he I did correct something that he mentioned in uh, on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of games that should be in our MMO section that are currently in our MMORPG section. We do use freelancers uh, to put those pages up. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes they're in the Philippines and stuff, so perhaps their English is not... Cutting edge, so we I mean, mistakes. Mistakes are made, too, yeah. I'm sure. So. so yeah, if you link those, we'll we'll definitely fix those. And you're right, there, there could be more, could be a little more clean and organized there. Happy to fix those if you link uh, to me on Discord. Yeah, we we always appreciate constructive criticism. There, there was one. Yeah. What's that game? It's like robots and something, or maybe you've heard of it. Robots yeah, yeah. I, oh, no. robots uh, and... I, I fixed one. And I I went back and fixed one more I saw earlier. And ro uh, guns and robots. Guns and, right, this game was listed as an MMORPG. It's very it should, clearly not. It should be an MO. It's like a it's like a, you know, it's three maps. You kind of Cue these uh, PvP modes, third-person shooter. Yeah, this yeah. is an MMO. This is not an MMORPG. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. Yeah. So uh, no fault there. All right. I, I appreciate the the uh, notice there on that one. Mm-hmm. You know what's crazy too is when I go back to update my article on these, these game developments, 
you know, it's really weird how many Korean companies are actually publicly traded. Like there are a lot of like very small Korean companies like WebZen isn't that big of a company, but uh, they're also publicly traded. I think the guys that made Last Chaos, the ones that are published by Area Games, is also publicly traded. And they're this really tiny company. Now, Last Chaos is not that well known of a game. It used to be big. It was one of the first games published by Area. But, you know, it's there are so many tiny, like, 10 million or less, like, size companies in South Korea that make MMORPGs. So I'm able to dig up, dig up a lot of information on that. And it should be a fun article when it's up. Yeah, I, I wonder how much Last Chaos costs to make. Probably not that much. We yeah. got to pull up the R&D budget before the game came out to pull it up. All right. right. Anything else? Uh, I don't know. Not much. Not much. So, any any plans uh, for New Year's? Uh, I mean, New Year's is coming up real soon. We'll probably just go see the fireworks on this trip here. And uh, the MOU has been a bit light this week as well because, again, Christmas time. And basically, we get no... Like, obviously, when people are off work, you know, we don't, we don't get any updates either. You know, we're not getting any communication with PR people. So not much was really happening in the MO oh, world beyond that. I got a good story. Good way to end. All right, hit it. Go all right, this one's it. very consumer friendly. All right, I know. All right, I like consumer uh, friendly. A lot of viewers out there are looking for that consumer uh, quality stuff there. Okay, so Apple. I know a lot of people don't like Apple for whatever reason, but I love Apple. And they did a great move uh, this past week. Apple says all the games on their App Store, okay, the Apple App Store, which is the biggest one, all games there have to reveal their loot box odds going forward. How amazing is that? That's a huge story. That's a big one. And I'm really glad they're doing it because it's, it's being done. It's being enforced by Apple as well. It's not like they were required. Like, governments didn't force them to do it. They took a preemptive pro-consumer stance. And that's really good for the industry. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be copied by uh, you know, Google with their Android store and all that. Uh, so I'm glad that this is happening. Uh, and, and like you said, it's happening without, uh, without government force like in China. China's been doing mm-hmm. this for uh, over a year now. But now it's, at least it's happening, and we're going to get it too. So that's that's good. That's good. Definitely a good one. And this should reveal a number for Hearthstone and basically every other mobile game already out there. You know, they're going to be required to you know adhere to this rule just to be on there. And it'll be, it might you know it might create a standard that should be followed on on, on PC as well for everything else. So definitely a good standard to set. So yeah, after all that loot box nonsense with uh, with EA, mm-hmm. it's Apple that comes save comes to save the day. So Apple is th- coming to save the day. And there are some PC games that will be affected. I don't know if you mentioned uh, Hearthstone. You know, for example, is it mobile and PC, so they will be affected by this ruling. Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, again, a bit light news this week, but we'll have more next week for sure. Yeah, it's the holidays. Yep. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, I uh, hope you have a wonderful. Uh, New Year, mm-hmm. you spend it with us. Uh, next podcast, yes. the day after New Year's with us. All right, it should be a fun time. All right, for now we will be signing off and moving on to the post game. All, all right. right, to the post game. <laughs>